awkward moment where we wait to make sure we're going live on YouTube. And it appears that we are live. Welcome, everybody, to the Making Awesome Podcast. This is season two, episode 34. And we have Thomas and Alexandre here from Mango 3D, or a lot of you know them as Lychee Slicer. Guys, introduce yourselves, tell everybody all the good stuff about you. Okay, thank you very much, Grant, for having us for this stream. Uh, first of all, I'm Thomas. I'm the CEO of uh, Mongo3D, then uh, we are the developer of Lychee Slicer. Um, then I think we'll talk about 3D printing, which is, of course, our job, but at least for me, but I know for Alexander as well, uh, our passion. We really love that, and uh, I think... Uh, We'll discuss a lot about 3D printing today. Alexander. Okay. Uh, and for me, Alexander, so I am the technical manager and support manager of Litchi uh, Slicer and at Mongo 3D. And uh, I am a 3D artist at first. So that's how I met uh, Thomas when he was working on ZBrush. And now I'm switching to 3D printing and technical support. Yeah. Just to add something, <laughs> um, at Mongo3D, uh, of course, some people have a very specific task to do, but a lot of us also are doing multiple things. It's always like that in small companies. And yeah, Alexander's doing technical support. He's working on development of the software, not as a developer, but bringing his ideas and opinions and things like that, helping the marketing team, etc. So the same for me, in fact. <laughs> And if it wasn't immediately clear, you guys are not in the United States. Uh, where, so where are you both located right now? Um, we are, um, the biggest part of the company is in uh, Belgium, mm -hmm. uh, in Liège, uh, which is a French part of uh, Belgium. Alexander is in France, uh, east side of France, and uh, the other part of the team is in Bordeaux, west side of France. Then we are in these two countries uh, right now. And by the way, I see that Julian uh, is in the chat right now. Julian is our uh, CTO, but also the creator of Richie Slicer. And, um, hey, Julian. <laughs> That's the nice thing about having a small team when they're in the chat and hanging out. It's pretty easy to, to note them and just call them out. <laughs> we had uh, we had Jaime von Kessel uh, on last week. He's one of the developers with Ultimaker Cura, and his entire team was in the chat just giving him crap the entire time. It was hilarious <laughs> for me because normally it's my team making fun of me. But to see that it's not just my team that makes fun of of, of mm. people is is pretty great. Um, but yeah, you guys have, I guess for a lot of us, come out of absolute nowhere and taken the resin 3D printing industry by storm. To the fact that my intro video, when I looked at Lychee Slicer for the first time, I had never touched it. Maybe I'd used it once or twice, and I, but I've never had a lot of experience with it. And I don't use anything else anymore. <laughs> I don't use anything. And for full disclosure, I do have a pro account that was provided to me, uh, but otherwise there is no money or anything like that exchanging hands here. Um, you know, These guys are donating their time late at night, real late. It's like 10 p.m. for you all, right? Yep. Yeah. Uh, to come in uh, talk about it, but it, it, 10 p.m. is the beginning of the day for us. In fact, <laughs> in fact, <laughs> our days never stop. <laughs> That's a problem. <laughs> Based on when our team gets active, too, 
yeah that makes a lot of sense they're all everyone's night owls so what we're all up mm. to like two three o'clock in the morning it's just like <laughs> all right just the time when the work gets done hey whatever exactly yeah uh, so what was it like kind of developing this idea of challenging the status quo of resin slicers so specifically for the msla market what was that like i mean did, did you have an idea that this was going to succeed as well as it has uh, it's I, I will answer in another way in fact because i let me just tell you a little bit of the story of mongo 3d please it will be easier perhaps to, yeah. to understand in fact why we're here right now um uh, the company started in 2018 then it's not that now I mean, it's it, it's already four years from now and um it started originally to do a, a mix of motherboard for 3d printers and the operating system and of course the slicer mm -hmm. and um you know in fact like one of our main competitor is doing uh providing motherboard for 3d printers and also doing the slicer then it was the same kind of business and until litchi slicer 2 it was a different business model, but the software was already available, but not very popular. And um, with version three uh, that we released uh, during the summer 2020, uh, then almost two years from now, mm -hmm. uh, we changed our business model, then we switch from uh, lifetime licenses to subscription, which was not something that a lot of people, let's say, uh, appreciate. But when we explain why people understand why, because just we need to pay the bill each month, yep. <laughs> salaries and things like that. And also because our, our development is more constant. Anyway, this is another topic. Uh, but the thing is, um, we the, the software originally was a creation from Julian, then who is uh, in uh, in the chat, like I said. Mm -hmm. And in fact, he started to build his own printer, which is a mocha. Uh, and we need to share some photo of his printer. And he designed his own printer, which was, in fact, before you had just a touch screen on regular MSLA printer. It was before the Photon and the Mars, then way before, which was the same type of formats with some pretty nice ideas. Then Julian is really a creator, loving doing development, but also electronics and all of that. And then he met someone else, which name was Nicolas at the time, and said, ah, your product is great, let's do a company. Because this guy also was selling 3D printers, uh -huh. and Julian was doing great things. Julian was coming from an existing 3D printer company, uh, uh, which is a French one, uh, not really working success successfully well, but uh, and then it just working like that. And then yes, Litchi Slicer 3 was a different version with um, a different vision, obviously. But it didn't started with Litchi Slicer 3. Okay, we took the market by storm. We were already here before, but not really visible. We change our business model, we change our marketing, we change the way of working. And yes, we are here now. <laughs> I guess from my perspective, it just fell into the market and immediately performed well. So that is distinctly not the case. You guys had a lot of procedural changes to it before it really caught hold. What do you think created that initial jump to now where it's considered one of the best, if not the best, uh, resin 3D printer slicers on the market? Mm, uh, the lack of nice, the lack of uh, support for over printers and uh, the lack of consistency in uh, over slicers. 
Um, personally, I, I jumped into Litchi when it was uh, version free, and uh, I started using it for my own studio, design studio, and uh, and I loved it. And it was a, part, a solid part of my business to run my printers, coming from from two printers, and uh, having really nice results with Chinese and uh, entry level printers. Mm -hmm. It was great. Uh, uh, sorry. Oh, no. No, I thought you were done. Sorry. No, um, yeah, just to, to, to add something, because I was not originally part of the company. I joined, joined this company uh, uh, then two years ago. And uh, it was a decision at that time to, um, to have a, a vision, let's say more an artist vision of the software. Uh, I joined as a marketing director of the company before being CEO, just for your information. And, uh, and like I told you before starting the stream, I was working in a company which was Pixologic, the mm -hmm. creator of ZBrush. Then I have a strong background, even as an artist myself. And we wanted to create, in fact, to change Litchi Slicer to be uh, um, a user, uh, sorry, a software more for, let's say, humans, users, something which is, uh, um, I mean, designed by people who use the software and who have a goal with this software. Sorry, it, it maybe sound weird, but some software are designed for a specific purpose, let's say for a business purpose. Mm -hmm. uh, we really uh, like in-house doing 3D printing. And for us, even our software at some point, okay, we need to change because it's not even enough visible that we, we, we are doing a software for, uh, let's say, real users. And with version three, we, we had to rewrite a lot of things to make that, uh, let's say, uh, uh, a more mature software. And right. even now we are still doing improvement because it takes time. <laughs> we, we have a feature, I mean, uh, um, a to-do list of feature requests, which is <laughs> like that. And <laughs> even ourselves. Every day. Yeah, because even ourselves, you can, sorry, Julian can't really reply in the chat, but so many times, yeah, it would be great or something like that. Can you do something like that? Asking the people of the team, is it possible? And because <laughs> like I said, we are users ourselves. I, I'm the first one to spend hours in Litchi Slicer to prepare to do 3D prints, whatever it's my model, other people's uh, and things like that. And because we are users, we understand, of course, mm, better than anyone else, what the user need uh, on their daily basis to do 3D prints. That's an important distinction to me that not only are you all producing software for the 3D printing industry, you yourselves are the users too. So you're able to do a lot of the, let's make sure it's okay before we go into the private beta. And for those that are here that don't know, uh, there's a whole Discord. I have it linked in the description. So if you are wanting to be more involved with the community surrounding Lychee Slicer, they have a whole Discord. It's completely free to join. There's thousands of people in there that are active. It is one of the most active communities that I've ever seen. And these guys, along with the rest of the team, are constantly in there working with people. And that is something that is so uncommon. And it's something that I believe sets you all apart from anybody else in this industry that's doing software right now is not just the quality of the software itself, but the quality of the support that comes with it. That is really hard to find. We, we are really uh, community driven. 
Uh, this is something which is very important for uh, most of the people in the company. Of course, not everyone is involved the same way in the software. Right. Let's say the admin people are <laughs> the same involvement, I would say. But um, yeah, it, it's it's very important for us because, like I said, we are doing a software, let's say, for humans, for people who use the software, or people who have also, let's say, production needs because more and more people are doing business around 3D printing. Let's say from the who switch from the let's say just a, a pure hobby to being now at the head of patrons with I don't know six, seven, eight thousand now of, of supporters and all this business for pre-supportings, mm -hmm. even you grant. I mean you are doing business with 3D printings and, yeah. and all of that. And and of course if we don't discuss with people, we don't understand what are the needs or just also spending some good time with them, uh, doing what they're doing. I mean, it's difficult to do a software which would fit what they're looking for, um, which is quite important. And to add something, just to jump about, uh, um, to go back to what you, you, you spoke about, uh, the communities and, and all of that and using the software, um, we have something what we, what we call the, um, let's say, Creative, Creative Friday uh, at Mongo3D. Mm -hmm. um, Friday afternoon, except when we are, let's say, in crunch time, um, we don't really work. We have this afternoon just to work on creative projects. Whatever is doing something for 3D printing, or even if it's not, let's say, really a, a creative project with 3D printers, can be something else, something else as soon as it's creative. It can be learning a software. Okay, I want to learn Blender, or let's say doing CNC, or doing a, a laser engravement, doing all of that. Because, I mean, we can do a great software for creative people if we are not, let's say, creative ourselves then that's why we take this time which i would say cost money for a company but for us it's not really spending money because it's a benefit for the software a benefit for the users and the community this is the second time in two weeks where i've had a company that is primarily surrounding software say yeah once a week we just kind of don't do work for some of the day and we make cool stuff and the company allows us to do this that is awesome i know uh we had a few staff members like so when are we going to do this at 3d musketeers i said when you guys are hired full-time because <laughs> we don't <laughs> we don't have any full-time uh staff members right now we are still kind of small on the hardware side of things but it is interesting to see that because clearly it is showing on the employee morale you guys have a pretty strong team and in fact you're hiring we're going to talk about that a little bit later but i am a little curious Everything regarding the company is surrounding fruits, right? From Mango 3D to Lychee Slicer. One, why fruits? Two, why the lychee? Uh, the, the, the story is, it's always very difficult to find a name. To be honest, finding a company name finding i don't even speak about finding a domain name yeah, which is oh, available yeah, that, that's tough too you have to be like real quiet about the company the first names, one. <laughs> so you make sure you can have yeah. the domains and then the social medias yeah exactly yeah. It's, it's a real nightmare no it, it just it, it's not something let's say extraordinary it's because it was the time when the raspberry pi become more and more popular mm -hmm. we were looking for electronic stuff for the motherboards the printers and all of that and say yeah fruit is nice it's fresh and uh, and yeah, 3D printing is not that fresh <laughs> at the time it was. Um, then yeah, a, a fruit is nice and we're looking to exotic fruit and yeah, which is fun. And mango are fun, it's colorful fruits, just like that. There is no real other reason for that. We could have called that mango slicer. And in fact, 
we had Mango Slicer. Uh, before we did o, uh, OEM, a white label version of Litchi Slicer, some company like Wanaho uh, had a version of Litchi Slicer. Uh, internally, it was Mango Slicer. Then we have Mango Slicer, Litchi Slicer. Litchi Slicer has been designed to be, let's say, the, uh, uh, the commercial product of the company for everyone, while Mango Slicer was more the white label version of the slicer. I like it. It, it makes sense. Um, I, I am seeing a question from the, the chat right now. Um, when are you going to buy the Belgium office a CO2 laser engraver? <laughs> well, <laughs> now, for the little story, uh, they already have a, a laser engraver, but a diode one, which is not very nice. No, and uh, yeah, uh, well, in fact, I have some of them right uh, next to me. Uh, start to be more interesting now. But the thing is, I have a CO2 laser, a 50 watt there. I think, Alexander, you have a 80. Uh, yeah. What laser one? I have an eighty as well. That's it. Yeah, yeah. And, and Julian, the last time he came, see, I want one. So okay, <laughs> the problem, yeah, the problem is it just to be able to purchase one. In fact, Julian tried twice to purchase a CO two laser, and each time it has been refunded after several times. Sorry, same for you. Yeah, same same for me. Last summer it was difficult to to purchase one, and I spent two months waiting for mine. So yeah, yeah. Then uh, no no we it, it's I mean as soon as we can yes he will have his laser <laughs> engraver his CO two one <laughs> Julian I know you have my my Discord DM me I'll send you some company recommendations <laughs> uh, yeah I, I I had to you know it's it part of the fun team thing and I I know I've struggled with it I know Clayton Uncle Jesse has struggled with it as well Lychee or lychee we we need to answer this once and for all how do lychee. we pronounce it the, the, the official answer i would say is lychee which is a french pronunciation but we really don't care <laughs> so, in fact what, what is more important for us is to say lychee slicer and not just lychee people I, tends to say which is expected say just lychee alexandre did call me out he's like so I need you to change the thumbnail. And if you could change the photos on all the socials, that'd be great. And I'm like, ooh, I can't do it on the socials, but I'll change the thumbnail. And I was dry. So I was uh, about four hours away when he sent me that. So I'm like messaging the team. Hey, I need you to do this and just update the YouTube for me. <laughs> It's not, I mean, it's not a big deal because we know that people are looking for lychee, saying lychee or lychee, whatever's pronunciation. The thing is, when you type lychee or lychee on Google, you find a lot of stuff about the fruit the itself, fruit. but not the slicer. Then that's why combining both is, uh, of course, better. But that's not a big deal. It's part <laughs> of the branding too, right? It is yeah, absolutely part of the branding. We got Fotis Mint in the chat, probably one of my favorite creators on the resin side of things because he works with uh charo zuck who is really really good at the custom supports inside of lychee slicer so the models that i can download by being a patron of photos is right onto the printer no bs click print and they work and that is just oh it's so great <laughs> it, it makes the process that is resin 3D printing. One of the harder things is getting the model set up considerably easier. And you guys have made some major changes to the software, particularly on the Magic Wand tool, which was something that I used to run Formlabs printers, right? Magic Wand tool is great. Click it and ignore everything else and it would just do it right. 
previously the magic wand tool was not my favorite. I actually told people, hey, kind of avoid it. It doesn't really know what it's doing just yet. It's still learning. But now the latest version is really good. And I like this because you're you're trying to basically present resin 3D printing the way that it should be, where it's easy to use from the consumer side. How has that affected the feature list where you really want this really cool big feature, but it requires all these little ones to get there? So how, how has that affected the uh, the, the feature list? Uh, it's a very difficult question, a uh, question, sorry, um, for, for multiple reasons. The first thing is we, we have, let's say, a long-term uh, um, project, let's say, for Litchi Slicer. We have a direction that we want to go. But at the same time, uh, uh, of course, we need to do this development. You will see that 2022 will be a quite interesting year for, for Litchi Slicer. I can't speak more about that, but uh, um, we have some nice stuff in progress. Uh, but at the same time, you know, sometimes we, we just say, oh, I have this thing and, and, and this problem. And, so, and we discuss together and just with Julian, sometime at night. And the next morning, Julian just did the feature. It was not in the pipe. It was not tidied. Or, 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 but we have a nice feature. Or just someone in the team discuss, let's say, with a patron or, or, or a creator or someone in the chat. And hey, that's a good idea. And then we change, let's say, our, our, our direction. Um, then it's it's very difficult to do that because sometimes, yeah, but we need to stop to do something like that because, yes, we need to do this long-term development. Some development are, let's say, quick to do because sometimes it's just tweaking some stuff in the, let's say, the UI or combining some tools and you have a new tool. Yep. But sometimes it's really a genius idea. We really want to do it, but it may be, I don't know, a month of development. Then are we pushing our agenda for something else uh, or not? And it's always, in fact, doing some jungling. Oh uh, no, that, uh, juggling. Yeah, uh, that's right. Yeah, jungling. Yeah, yeah, between ideas, what we want to do, what we can change in our agenda uh, or not. See also what competition can do or community change or just something that we have new printers which just arrive in the market we are not even aware of that and we know it will be available soon then we need to support the new file format it's 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 a constant let's say pain sorry but to decide what because we want to do a sort of things and we have to fight against ourselves and to respect let's say our, our schedules and, and all that I mean, I've, I've seen um, it myself, right? When new printers come out onto the market with different file formats, as before the printers are even shipping, I'm watching your Discord. Hey, are you going to support this? Hey, are you going to support this? Hey, how about we let the printer hit the market first? And then, you know, when they can get the printer, then then they can look at supporting it. It, it blows my mind sometimes. People are like, well, I'm not going to buy the printer. I'm like, they're going to support it eventually, right? Like, hey, come on. And also, why can't 3D printer companies just agree on one freaking file format? Right? That's really <laughs> that's, that's really the problem. Is why, yeah. why must we have 15 different file formats? Let's just let's agree to one. They're all MSLA printers for the most part. At the end of the day, why can't they just use the same damn file format? Seriously, uh, that is um, it's it's something we discussed. Uh, so making uh, um, universal file format and sharing it with uh, the community. The, the nice thing is um, a few months back, uh, we had to contact the developers and the, the manufacturers to have the info. Now they come to us and we have a direct contact with them 
to validate the profiles and have all the info in advance. So yeah, it's it's going better and better with time. That's kind of the dream though, right? Where yeah. you are not having to hunt the companies down. Instead, they're saying, hey, we're launching a new printer soon. It's this file format. We're sorry, but can you work on supporting <laughs> it? That'd be great. Because I, I think that most companies at this point know if you're buying a resin 3D printer that is under $4,000, so if it's not a Formlabs and you're not running Lychee Slicer, it's maybe because you don't know it. <laughs> um, <laughs> Probably. It, it is. It, and the fact that it integrates directly with UV tools is even better where you guys are supporting other community projects. That That's something that I've always enjoyed to see is that there is ability to customize the program any way that you need, including exporting directly into other softwares. Mm. Yeah. Um, just to go back, but sorry, just to, to uh, about the file formats and all of that. Um, yeah, it has been very difficult for us to support some printers because yeah, we had no contact at all with the manufacturer. Yeah. The only contact sometimes we had with some of them was just, let's say, marketing contact. Uh, the fun fact is uh, on my free time, when I can find some free time, yeah, I that? also run. Uh, yeah, exactly. I'm running a YouTube channel, and I, I, I mean, I guess like you, I'm contacted by manufacturer. Oh, I have this new printer. Do you want to test and doing an unboxing and stuff like that? Then for me as a YouTuber, it's easy to have a contact with this company. Because yep. as a CEO of a slicer, which is quite popular, it's almost impossible. Uh, it's been only this last week. Uh, no, this week, in fact, um, that we've been able to have official contact with all the manufacturer. That is, I mean, that's pretty cool. That is hilarious to me that as as a YouTuber, you are able to get better contact than you are as a pretty substantial uh, slicer manufacturer. So maybe that's the secret then is to become a big YouTuber. And your your channel is you're you're a French reviewer, correct? Yeah, exactly. Okay. And yeah, yeah. we talked about this before, but all the printers behind you are not with Mango. Those are yours personally, right? Yeah, just one, in fact. The Mega 8K is uh, is Mango 3D, but I have printers. Sorry, I can't really turn the camera, but I have something like uh, 15 printers, more next to me on the other office, uh, <laughs> at home and all of that. Yeah, exactly. And, and you can't, I mean, you can't imagine how many printers review I, I refuse because I don't have the time. Uh, I'm doing also FDM and I'm doing also tutorials and, uh, uh, and creative content when I have the time because review is fine, fun, but I prefer doing creative stuff, I would say. Same. But yeah, it's, it's, it's yeah, exactly. Um, but people are asking me, oh, what do you think about this printer? I don't know. I don't have it. Um, then, uh, yeah. Uh, but at the same time, now it's it's good because uh, we are able to test the printers uh, uh, in house because a lot of printers, which is also very challenging for us, and uh, and we are very happy to have this contact with the community because uh, Alexander, uh, Alexander uh, especially uh, is exchanging with people who have access to some printers early. We don't have access to all the printers. When you see how many printers are released each month now, I mean it's it's. This competition to have more and more printers, better resolution, or just the name is changed uh, by another one and doing this accessory to a new one, or we just change the design or stuff like that. There is so many printers, but each time, 
start changing the file format. <laughs> and <laughs> it's we need to find some users who have the printer, sending them the file format, having them kindly testing the file format, telling us if it's fine or not. That's why sometimes you see some updates popping in the slicer about an update in the cloud for new printers, because we need to tweak and we don't have a direct access to the printer. That now, luckily, we have a better access to uh, manufacturers who can right. test for us, but it's a lot of back and forth. We have the language barrier, which is uh, quite important in China, I would say. Um, it takes time and uh, yeah, it's, it's really challenging. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and the community has been really wonderful helping us and helping me, uh, making all the profiles and validating everything and keeping everything updated. Like uh, there is a new firmware with, uh, with a tweak, with like the mirror is uh, is switching. Okay, I can fix it, and in a day, uh, it's uh, it's online, and everyone uh, has a new new version. So yeah, the, the tool itself is great because we can, like uh, Thomas said, we can update and and follow every new firmware, every new model, every new up, uh, upgrade kit, or anything else. So yeah, it's, and, uh, and it's some nice. yeah, and sometimes we can even push new printers without. Uh, having the need to read a new version of Richie Slicer. As an example, Frozen recently announced the Mighty 8K. Mm -hmm. And without reading a new version of Richie Slicer, we've been able to push the Mighty 8K. It's already available in the Slicer right now. Then even if, let's say, some influencer, YouTuber, or whoever receives a printer just to test the product, we will already to use Richie Slicer uh, right away, which is <laughs> it, it, it is right and i you know we're like 4600 subscribers so we are not we're not even at the point where companies are even reaching out and the one company that did kind of burn that relationship last week um you know ultimately for me i, I i'm not huge on the reviews i want to show practical use cases for 3d printing 3d scanning and the like and yes part of that does at some point include a review for a machine but i'll tell you we've got some cool resin content coming up and I, I've avoided all the other resin slicers at this point because th there's there's no reason to switch. Um, and I like now that you've included this, I, I don't know if I should call it a cloud feature, but it is kind of the cloud feature with all the profiles where people can save their profiles to the cloud. And so if an influencer for some reason had a special profile, right, they could save it and it could be, you know, the uncle jesse perfect printing profile right and that's Which really cool. slicer. yeah i think that's really cool um, and it's not only the influencers it's the resin manufacturers too yeah so like syria tech uh, contacted us and uh, and gave us all the all the profiles and they can update them and they can validate the, validate the, the profile themselves so any manufacturers can contact us. Uh, we give access and they are validated. They just have to like the profile that push to the to cloud and it's a simple process. I like that about what you guys do, right? Because when you look at other slicers in the resin market specifically, okay? And I'm not talking about Chi2 box. I'm talking about preform. I'm talking about the slicers that are used for high-end machines these are closed source closed resin we don't care we don't work with anybody else you guys are like hey we'll work with whoever wants to to be a part of it and i think that's the value that is being brought to the table of why the community likes it so much because 
quite honestly, there's probably at least as many resin brands as there are printer manufacturers at you this point. You have no idea. Yeah. There are so many. <laughs> and half of them are just white labels of somebody else. Yes. Is <laughs> <laughs> uh, We get questions all the time. Can you review this resin? I look at it and say, the bottle looks strikingly familiar to this bottle. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to hedge a bet. It's probably going to start at two and a half seconds <laughs> for, for, for <laughs> a... Uh, you know, for a mono screen printer, just go two and a half seconds. It's probably going to be fine. <laughs> a fun fact um, is that by default, when we provide a new profile for a 3D printer, we also provide a default resin profile, mm -hmm. which has, let's say, uh, parameters, exposure time, speed, which should work. It's not, like I said, we don't have access to all these printers. It's very difficult for us to provide, let's say, uh, a profile which is the perfect one. But right. It yeah. works. And of course, we have statistics of profile which are popular and, and, and all of that. And the default one is always popular, but by far. And, and sometimes we see even profile which have, let's say, five seconds for uh, a, a monoscreen, which is way too much way for, too let's say, long. 50 microns. But we have thousands of people using these profiles. And, and in fact, a lot of people. If it works, it works. If it's perfect, they don't even know. <laughs> they yeah. don't even know. I, I'm kind of on that board of people, right? I run 2.65 second exposure on on our Elevu Saturn. Is that too much or is that too little? I don't know. The prints work, so I don't the, bother. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but the thing is, uh, a lot of factors enter in consideration when you want to define your profile. Uh, are you printing big models, small models? Are you hollowing or not your models? What is the room temperature? Are you using very fast speed or not? Are you using an NFEP or a regular FEP? Uh, the brain of your resin, the viscosity, it's so many. And also the way you, you create your supports. Because if you have a lot of supports, but with very, very small tips, tip, sorry, uh, size, or bigger one, density, it's, it's so many factors, which is quite difficult. Or even sometimes you are testing uh, uh, a resin, uh, uh, let's say taking the, we really like Seriatech resin at, uh, at Mongo 3D. Same. Uh, let's, yeah. <laughs> and um, let's say you are picking the regular fast resin gray mm -hmm. color. Okay, fine. Two seconds and a half on a Saturn, it's fine. But if you switch to the Navi gray, which is different, it's more 3.5 seconds because this one needs to have more exposure. Then it's the same fast resin, just the color is changing. And the exposure time is not the same. Then that's why we, we, we when we decided to, to do this feature, uh, the, the most common question that we can find online is, okay, I have this resin. What are your settings? Please share your, your, your profile. The problem is, okay, my profile, let's say, is for a Mono X and you have a Saturn. It's not the same printer. I can give you work. my settings, but it may work or not work, but that's a problem. Then it's a lot of combination that you have between the printer and the resin. When we launched the resin profile, the community resin system, we had internally uh, uh, 185,000 different profiles. Boy, howdy. <laughs> yeah. And, and we are still in the process of cleaning everything because we are doing that manually, which That's is a nightmare because it, it's we need to judge I mean, ourselves if this profile is interesting or not and so on. 
then of course we have to develop tools to go faster. We uh, we we do a big cleanup very soon because Julian, <laughs> don't forget yeah. us, is especially working on that himself. <laughs> uh, tools, please. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but we think it's very important because so many people are discovering 3D printing. Mm -hmm. Oh, resin is great. And I want to do miniatures or design or jewelry or whatever. And I purchased this printer and I have my resin, but uh, I don't understand these settings. Because even if someone is giving you parameters, you need to understand what this parameter is doing. I mean, it's, yes. it's very complex. Then at least you can define your printer, you can define your resin, you see the profile, you see which one are popular or not, which one have a high validity, uh, I mean, success rate. You can pick that, you have a high chance, I mean, a higher chance that it will work because nothing is worse than the frustration of you start your print and you have a failed print. You need to clean your tank, you need to filter your resin, oh, that's start the, again. The worst. The worst yeah. is when I have to empty a vat. I hate it. I hate emptying vats because I'm going to spill resin. It's going to get on something that I don't want. It's just, there's nothing. It's, it's why literally instead of having, you know, a bunch of printers to do multiple things, I have one printer for every Metal type vats. of resin that we have. Exactly. So I never have to change <laughs> the tanks. And when the FEP goes bad, I take the tank out, I set it off to the side, I put a new tank in it, and I fill it with fresh resin. Yeah, yeah. This, a... this is a way of working. Uh, I mean, especially when you have big, big printer like like the the, the Mega Eight K, or if you have, like, I don't know, the new Jupiter or the M Three uh, Max from or Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it, it's. I mean, just changing the FEP on the Mega Eight K, it's almost two hours. <laughs> just to change something like that to so to clean yeah <laughs> see it's just like at some point i would outsource big prints like that because like changing taking two hours to change fep how much is a new tank i might just buy a new tank because it's cheaper to buy the new tank in time than it is like we have we have two spare saturn tanks we have a spare photon mono x tank and I, I have enough Marses that I have multiple spare tanks for those. Because um, I, I just, I have four right now that need to have their FEP change. When we hit six, I will stop. Mm -hmm. I'll take half a day to change out FEP. It is, um, it, it is rough to say the least. I understand. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> a little advice. Oh, sorry, Thomas. No, uh, a little advice. Yeah. If you want to, to burn a tank, use a big plastic syringes. It's the fastest way. You won't spill resin and you won't have resin on your on the border. You you just pump the resin and you put it in a glass jar or an old bottle. And the the tip is so thin, nothing will really come in the in the vat, uh, in the syringe. So even if you have uh, little particles, if you pump from a corner, you tilt the, the printer slightly and you pump the resin, you're fine. Or, or you can uh, filter the resin before it go into the jar or into the bottle. And uh, it's a, the way uh, I, I switch resin or I switch trays. So I never handle a tray full of resins, never. And the problem also that people are doing mistakes when they are manipulating their resin tank and the FEP. Uh, let's say you just want to mix the resin before printing, but a lot of people forget to do, which is a reason of failed prints some of yep, the time. Yeah, because all, uh, all the colorant falls to the bottom. Yeah, the yeah. pigments falling down. And the thing is, manufacturers are providing with a printer like this, uh, yep. plastic 
spatula or sometimes metallic one. Don't which use is metal very... on a <laughs> Exactly. But people <laughs> don't really know, then they are just scrapping like that and just screwing up things, which is uh, another reason of failure. And, you know, this type of uh, a spatula, which is for, for cooking, which mm -hmm. is Japanese one that you can find on AliExpress for very cheap, uh, cheap price, which is full of silicone. Yep. This type of thing is really nice because you can really scrap without uh, um, scrapping at all. We that use, is the ATP. Uh, we use a silicone makeup brushes. Um, and mine took bamboo stipes. <laughs> you literally use a, a, a silicone spatula. I guess if you have yeah. larger printers, that makes sense. Uh, I know Uncle Jesse uses a dollar store squeegee like for cleaning glass windows that you cut down with a pair of scissors and that honestly that works pretty well too danny the uh 3d printing tabletop he's a 3d printing dm uh did a whole video on trying out syringes peristaltic pumps um has a couple other things that he tried out and he found that, that like you said that the syringe is really one of the better ways to do it um yeah, I don't, I, I don't change resin enough for that to matter, but yeah, it, it makes sense um, and syringes are cheap. Even after prints, I, I purge most of the resin. Really? I put it on the side and I have one, two, three millimeters and I can drag the spatula and uh, see exactly if there is a, a tiny support or if, uh... if there is something. I can let the printer in that state. And when I come back one week, two weeks, or even a month later, you have to brush a little of the resin to mix it. No spill, no, no splash. You complete the resin level and you're good to go. How do you it's feel a about safer these... way to handle the, the vat and the, the resin for me. I, I like it. That's smart. I mean, how do you feel about these uh, autofill systems that use... Um... <laughs> You know, that use the little prongs. I thought they're pretty interesting. But man, I wish they also auto-removed auto, uh, the resin at the end yeah. of the print. Because we no. talked about this with uh, Synthetic Ephemera. She does the ball joint dolls, really, really high-end yeah. ball joint dolls. And she likes to put mica and glitter, things that most oh, resin printers <laughs> hate. But the problem yeah, is it, it, it falls out of suspension. Yeah. Um, she uses a pump. To circulate the resin throughout the print, the throughout... with Mika, huh? With Mika in the in yep. the resin. Yep. Oh, fantastic! So she uses a peristaltic pump. It doesn't touch the resin. It's just like creating a suction yeah. in a tube, uh, and that is what mixes the resin to keep the glitter and the mica suspended oh. throughout the entire print. That way, it's not just like glitter in the feet, and then the rest of the body is is the raw resin. Um, it's interesting to see how the community deals with this stuff, right? Yeah, we, for, 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 yeah, Thomas, go, go. Oh, good. Um, <laughs> for the um, like the Unicubic M3 or M3 lineup pump, mm -hmm. I don't think it will work with uh, with uh, with no, Mika, for example. One. But uh, yeah, it's the this example is really interesting. I, I yeah. tested some some mixes like this, and it was the main problem. So the, the sedimentation and the the particles falling down in the, into the vat. So yeah, for I keep for the, the refill systems and, and all of that, uh, Alexandre uh, mentioned before Formlabs printer. Um, he, he had one. I know you still have your printer, your Formlabs printer. No, oh, I, I think okay. I resell it. Okay, then uh, I still have my form two. 
which has a card which system and a refill system yep. exactly which is working fine i mean this is yeah, uh, amazing printer this is fantastic printers very accurate but slow now i would say yeah expensive obviously oh, yeah i purchased the form one the form one plus and the form two then yeah i spent quite some money with form labs <laughs> um at form lab, sorry and um yeah the system is working fine uh but i tried other system like unis uh i don't know if you remember this uh, company which did the uh, which is also i mean doing the eb slash printer which has a system refilling with a pump like that it's a nightmare to use i mean i i i had multiple time uh the pump even starting by itself just emptying but without a bottle the the resin tank i mean oh, a lot of problems no. with that yeah imagine the nightmare to clean all oh. this yeah, exactly. it, cost, it, it don't matter here. <laughs> yeah. And um, then by experience now, I don't really like that. I also have the latest uh, M3 Plus. Mm -hmm. uh, it's been now a month that I have it. And while I understand the need for that, because bigger printers means more and more resin, like the Mega 8K, you put two liters of resin in, in the vat just to start your prints. Then when you start to do print, which are 40 centimeters with the maximum you're uh, refilling height, halfway through. You need to refill just to be yeah. sure you still have enough resin to be sure that it's right. time you, you move lift up and down that the resin has uh, you have enough resin just to, to take the, the place before printing the next layer. Then it, it makes sense, like say, for the Jupiter to have something like that. And I think the Jupiter system is interesting. I, I didn't try it, but I think it's interesting because it's just, let's say, uh, flowing uh, through gravity, meaning that you can just move the bottle just turning upside down, mixing your resin before putting it back. The problem with some system like the M3, the bottle is behind the printer. Then when your printer is next to a wall, like you see behind, sorry, this is the cleaning stuff, but most of printer- Reach around the damn thing, yeah. Yeah, and, and the system uh, also, it just, it's a real pump. It's not gravity. And your bottle, your cap, the cap is on the top. And then you need to, uh, um, to, to do the, the, the suction of, yep. uh, of the resin through a pump. And the problem is you can't check your bottle because the sensor on top can't have resin uh, uh, inside. Then you need to remove before each print the sensor and, and a kind of, of tube just to suck the resin, just to mix putting back. Then in theory, this is good to have autofill system but I don't trust as a user. This is really my position as a user, not more really, really as a user because I, I'm a user first. And I prefer putting enough resin first, uh, uh, putting a timer or something like that to put back some resin. And another reason that I don't like refilling uh, while printing is that it can create some layer lines. Yep, especially for color. Yeah, yeah, and, and and sometimes this shifting is not that much just because of difference of temperature between between the, I mean the resin in the tank, which is most of the time at a higher temperature because of the curing process, which is very exothermic. Exothermic, yeah. I mean yeah. producing a lot of heat. Yeah. Uh, um, while even the bottle is next, it's not same temperature, and then you have some layer lines, and it can be a problem. It's always better to start as much as possible to have enough resin in your resin tank uh, like that. Anyway, this is my, my point of view. <laughs> I, I, it seems like we're all in agreement here. And it's funny because 
resin 3D printing has been around the longest. It was for the, the patent for the idea of SLA with the laser was patented in 1982, granted in 1984 to Chuck Hull, who works now at 3D Systems. And so, you know, we're, we're basically at 40 years for 3D printing from like when it was invented and first patented. Um, and we're just now getting to the point where consumer grade resin printers, or I don't even want to call it consumer grade, but cheaper resin printers are on the market. And I've always been someone that says they're way too darn cheap. And it's Elegoo's fault. Elegoo did it because the, the 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 original AnyCubic Photon was like six hundred dollars, and then which the, was very cheap. It was very cheap at that time. At six hundred dollars, that was nothing. And then yeah. Elegoo said, "So we're going to release a printer. It's going to be three hundred dollars. It's going to be the same build size. We're going to call it the Mars. And if you pre-order it, we'll give it to you for two hundred bucks." I think I pre-ordered four of them. Uh, I got them all and I said, oh man, these are great. And I bought three more. So I had seven. And then their price went to $200 on Amazon. I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. You said it was going to be 300. They dropped it to 200. Mm -hmm. And then AnyCubic had to follow along. Um, AnyCubic was probably real nice and happy at a $600 price point. And you guys have seen this too. When you change from your, um, from your lifetime model to the subscription model where people are going to get a little mad that, wait a minute. I now have to pay again, but the value in it is that they are supporting you. I don't see a lot of value in now resin printers being as affordable as they are because we get people that buy them. that don't understand what they're getting themselves into hurt themselves or poison their waterways by thinking that water washable resin can go down the drain. And as we all know, resin is toxic. So what do you think that we can do as an industry to try to solve this issue of beginners getting this and not doing their research first? Educate's tough question. Yeah. <laughs> educate's hard because if they don't find the videos or find the education, uh, literally I was up in Tallahassee for a pitch competition that I, and I was pitching to say, Hey, I need some help to make 3d printing more accessible and solve the education problem. I did not place in the top three. I was, I was in fourth place because three of the four judges did not know what 3d printing was. And in the three mm. minutes that I had to talk, I did not have enough time to explain to them the technology. And so quite literally it proved my point by losing. Um, but it's one of those, how do we solve this problem? How do we solve? Because I, I, I don't want to keep saying resin is toxic in videos. I feel like we should know this. But every couple of weeks on a Facebook group, someone's posting a photo of a chemical burn. Someone is showing themselves washing resin in a sink. And at least on Facebook, nobody seems to care. And I don't know what we could do to solve this. I know this is not much of anything to do with lychee slicer, lychee slicer, but it is something that's always been on my mind of we need to do something but i don't know what <laughs> no no it it has linked to to us um when i discuss uh, about security uh, safety uh with users on the on the discord or email on support i have tons of emails asking us uh what kind of protection i i need 
can I use this? The, can I mix resins or things like that? So we, we have a big part as a software company because we are the link between the printer and the Shanghai product. So we can, like Amera Labs, for example, uh, do articles, uh, uh, make videos, and and simply share information on Discord and and make some prevention. It, it, I, uh, I have my opinion on that. Uh, I would say a personal opinion, um, and a, a, an opinion also as a company. Right. Uh, like said Alexander, we as a company, I would answer first as as Mongo three D. Of course, our job is to explain 3D printing and making people discovering the benefit of 3D printing. Obviously, as a business, is to, of course, having people using our software. Let's to be make money honest about business. that. Yeah. Money, yeah. paying the bills and all of that. But also because we really enjoy 3D printing, we want to have more people enjoying 3D printing and changing their life. I mean, the best reward for us is when someone is telling us, oh, thanks for 3D printing, I, I quit my job to do my own business and now I'm enjoying my business and I do what I want and stuff like that. For, for us, it's one of the nicest, let's say, uh, uh, comment and, and let's say reward of all of that. Then, of course, we want to push this industry, uh, but the problem is, of course, finding the time and resources. If we will be, let's say, a multi-billion company, perhaps one day, I hope, um, we, I think, yeah, we, we would like to do a, a kind of academy and explaining 3D printing and, and all of that. The problem is right now, of course, we are struggling with time, with developments, and, and that's why it's very difficult for the company. Then we try as much as possible to answer, of course, questions for the users. We will start more and more doing videos, especially this year, about explaining things about 3D printing, tricks, and sometimes perhaps going uh, um, aside of 3D software just to explain more things about the 3D printing by itself. Because we love that, then we want to share that. Like yep. I said, I have my YouTube channel, and even if I'm doing reviews, I'm speaking a lot about the 3D printing process. I try to educate. I really love doing tutorials. I did a lot of tutorials for ZBrush, like I said before, yep. and things like that. And I really want to uh, uh, um, uh, help people moving forward globally, and of course, in the 3D printing industry. And this is really our, our way of thinking. Next, now, my personal opinion. Um, which may be perhaps some harsh at some point. Um, yes, water washable resin is just a nightmare. It should be forbidden. It's, it's a pain yeah. in the whatever you want to say. Yeah. Exactly. I don't want to have, I mean, your videos uh, having no, some no, issues the, on YouTube. The podcasts are uncensored, unedited. I do okay. not care. Cuss as much as you want. <laughs> okay. Uh, then, yeah, it's, it's not that because it's a good or bad resin by itself. It's more the way it's presented. When you see manufacturers, and for me, the problem is coming from here, doing campaigns on social medias or Kickstarters, and you yep. see this kind of uh, IKEA, IKEA, uh, um, this Swedish uh, company doing uh, IK. furniture. IKEA, IKEA. Sorry if it's a French accent. Um, <laughs> IKEA, uh, IKEA. Uh, IKEA. IKEA. IKEA, yeah, sorry. Ikea. You know the accent. How we say yeah. In the <laughs> yeah. You know, this type of family looking like that, the blonde yeah. girls, a very nice guy, and doing, oh, with my 3D printer, I can do something like that. And the small kid arrive, oh, I want a dinosaur. And, and then you have the, the the printer in the kitchen uh, next to the oven and, and the lady printing something on the iPad for the kid. And then, oh, nice print. And the guy, 
smelling the print out of the uh, printer. Oh, it smells nothing. And I then think the lady, I know exactly what you're talking about, and it I, pisses me you off. You saw the video? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't want to mention the brand, but I was just, you can't do something like that. Yep. Sorry, this is this is crazy. And the lady just, without gloves, nothing, under the tap water, just cleaning the water washable resin. No, this is madness. I and got for me, the, banned from one of the Elegoo Facebook groups when uh, when they were saying that you know you, you can you can get resin exposure and it's totally safe I said it's not safe and here's the science behind it I was banned I was mm. banned for presenting facts in a very you know conscious way but Facebook is what Facebook is I'm like okay yeah, cool yeah. I guess that's the community we're going to have um I mean it, it, it is it is crazy to me I agree Water washable resin should not exist. Technically, but, most resin is reasonably water washable with a little bit of cleaner in there. Uh, but like the tough resins like Soraya Tech Blue will not be cleaned it. in water. You must yeah. use alcohol. It will not. Um, but it is, but, it, it's awful because people get hurt. And the companies that put out this kind of marketing get away with it because they hide behind God knows what. Yeah. They hide behind something. So, 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 some manufacturers are doing some kind of greenwashing just mm -hmm. because, of course, they want the problem right now with 3D printers is that people, okay, because this is, you, you are manipulating chemical products, then people, I don't want to manipulate chemical products. <laughs> oh, because you want to save on IPA, the cost on IPA, then you want to use water. The problem is, okay, IPA, depending on the country, it may be more or less expensive, but yeah. okay, this hobby is not cheap. And when you are ready to spend 200, 300, 500, 600, $1,000 in a 3D printers and uh, uh, 25 to 30 to 35 or 50 dollars for a resin, you can spend five or six dollars for a liter of, uh, of IPA. I don't know the price in the US, but I'm buying my IPA even personally, 30 liters by 30 liters. I pay something like all roughly four dollars per liter roughly, yeah yeah paying the euro and and, and sorry for less than that but it's pretty close yeah pretty close and, and of course we're using a lot of resin then we we we, we dispose a good way the good thing is at least in france we have uh, uh um from the city you have place when you can put your chemical stuff then they are able to read to uh. to clean that and and, and 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 deal with that uh which is a good thing but not here yeah, unfortunately. Well, not, um, okay, not where I live, I guess I should say. I'm sure some states have it. Uh, but like what what we do, so I don't use alcohol. Uh, sometimes we do for some specific resin, but we use a cleaner called Mean Green. It, yeah. It's water-based, but it's got a really strong cleaner in it that does the job pretty darn well. But the trick that I like about it is the resin falls out of solution the uncured resin falls out mm. of solution, I can cure it inside of the liquid, pump out all the clean liquid. We will then use a container that I will cover with cheesecloth so nothing can get into it outside to evaporate all the fluid. We open it. I'm in Florida. I leave it open for like 10 minutes and the entire <laughs> thing is cured. And then uh, we, we dispose of it properly. But a lot mm. of people will just dump the alcohol yeah. down the drain they'll throw it outside in the grass and it's uh, not okay it's yeah. not okay 
and, and because these manufacturers, some of them, I don't say all of them, because some of them are very, uh, um, have a very good communication about the resins, the toxicities, and all of that. But some of them, because it's a problem for users to, I mean, potential customers to buy a 3D printer because of the chemical aspect, say, no problems, use water washable, it's cheaper, easier, no other stuff. Yeah, it's a way to sell printers, sell materials. And for me, the premise here, because as soon as you explain the way to, to deal with your, chem, your chemical stuff, mm -hmm. okay, this is not as easy as an FDM printer with PLA filaments and all of that. But at some point, people don't think, that, okay, it's better to use an FDM printer. It's not true. In fact, an FDM printer is more toxic than a resin printer because, and you see, I see your Prusa printer in the back. Um, when you are, uh, uh, it's going through the nozzle, you have a lot of micro nano particles, which are not very good for your body. While a 3D printer, while working, it may smell, smell bad, but it's not as risky as an FDM printer. The real risk is more, okay, touching the, yep. the, the, the resin directly. And even that, I had a lot of discussion because I'm preparing a video for my French channel about the toxicity of, uh, of, of resin. Um, it's like a lot of detergent, a lot of, like the mean green. If you manipulate a lot of mean green uh, uh, without diluating this product, on the long term, you can have also some allergy or depending of your skin and things like that. Then, and the same with uh, this echo uh, uh, resin with soybean and- It's so dumb. It's, it's like, oh, it's not oil-based, it's plant-based. I don't care where it comes from. Does it work or not? Yeah. And I, I find the eco resin to be problematic too, just like I find the water washable to be problematic. They split so much easier than regular resin does. Um, but I, I'm a Soraya Tech fanboy. They don't pay me to say that. I, I have no relationship with Soraya Tech at this time. And it's the only resin that I use because it just works. It just freaking works. And uh, every now and then it's, it goes on pretty good sale. It, it, it has always bothered me where people are trying to find the cheapest and not trying to find the best or what's best for them. Like, I need to try Atlas 3D resin. We've had the Atlas crew on many times. I got to probably do an update with them someday soon, but I got to try their resin. I have yet to try it uh, and compare it to Soraya Tech because I hear it's pretty darn good. Um, but it's like, yeah, it's expensive. It's like, 60 euro for a liter and a half which is on par with soraya tech it's basically yeah. same same kind of pricing um but it's in bags which is nice for storage for me yeah um, we are waiting for this resin <laughs> i tried a sample before they even announced the resin yeah. which was very dark at that time and it was a fantastic resin at that time but we are still waiting for the final product i think i ordered some for myself, like something like 14 liters of resin, uh, because yeah, we, we print a lot. Uh, Julian also ordered some resin, Alexander ordered some I resin. I mean, too. Just personally, uh, also to support Atlas, because we really uh, uh, love this team and, and they're doing a great job. We are working a, a lot together on, on multiple projects. Um, the but Athena yeah, project, right? Yeah, also, yeah. They, they've and, shown it off on the podcast. It's not, uh, it's, it, it's not private to this community. No, yeah, no, no, no. yeah. We, we we have one at the office also, and uh, yeah, it's it's an interesting project. And uh, and about just to conclude about the resin because I think we are speaking a lot about resin, but I mean it's a part of 
yeah. what we do. Um, it, I, even myself, sometimes I'm printing with very cheap resin just to test because it's just some testing. But I mean, it, it's over now. I, I'm really sticking to better resin. You have less. Uh, uh, expansion while, while you are curing then less elephant food it's stronger uh, I have an example right now uh, we will release very soon um, um, this is just a part of the project uh, through uh, uh, Mongo 3D um, this is a kind of uh, no sorry you see uh, it's a part of a kind of bridge yeah. uh, this is an arc circle of 1.2 meter then which is quite large just to put some LED LEDs LED strips LED strips like that uh, to be printed with Lichy Slicer. We will provide the, uh, the, the scene files for Lichy ready to be printed um, just for all people doing paintings uh, of miniatures who want oh, to have a kind of even the... light. Oh, yes. Exactly. Because we do that. This is a project that I designed in Fusion 360. And for my French channel, it's I also provide the full tutorial how to create that from scratch in Fusion 360. Um, but for that, I tried, of course, I did a lot of design and tried a lot of things. And of course, uh, I tried on multiple printers because one printer was busy. I print another printer and I have multiple resin. And you really see the difference in terms of strength deformations just, just to handle the white of the, the wall things on top it was just falling like that or even uh, a kind of wave deformation yeah. mm -hmm. on, on this axis just because of course the design was not the best one at the time but also because the resin was not good this one is uh, um, uh, tech, uh the build uh, yeah. but even the fast one ABS type is so much better than cheap one and and in fact, now, when, in France, at least, when you want to buy the cheap one, this is, in fact, the same price as Sierra Tech when, you, let's say, you buy five liters of, uh, of resin. And not worth it buying cheap resin. It's better to buy a brand one. I, yeah. I totally agree. Um, we touched on the, the pricing model of Lychee a little bit earlier, that you guys are a... Uh, a, a subscription service. It's a yearly plan at this point. Uh, and you did recently actually have a price increase, right? About a year ago now, right? It's like yeah, June it, or July it, it of last happened. year. November, November. In November, fact, okay. uh, we have a monthly and yearly subscription, which is the same service. But if you want to pay monthly or yearly, of course, yearly is slightly cheaper than the monthly subscription. Yep. Um, we changed that a little bit before the Black friday uh, it's that we wanted to do that earlier, but we were late in our development. Um, the thing is, the, uh, the the monthly price is still the same. The thing is, when we launched Lichy Slicer, the third version, Lichy Slicer 3, um, we did a, a, a big discount because we really wanted to start to, to have a success with the product. Then we really cut the price with a 60% discount on the yearly subscription and 40% on the monthly subscription. And it was for the first year, uh, we wanted to do this discount yep. then for a year, starting from the release of the product. And, uh, uh, and of course, it was for the first year of subscription. I mean, for the first year, you have this discount. And when you renew for the second year, then you have the regular price. Um, and we decided, in fact, we, 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 we let this discount too long, in fact. <laughs> we, we decided to stop that, let's say, a year and four or five months. And in fact, the monthly price didn't change. Originally, the price was 5.99 euros without taxes. And it's still the same price. But 
the discount is no more, in fact, because right. we, we just have the discount. So yearly, uh, we did a two, um, the discount was way too much, in fact. Uh, that's why now it's more, uh, in fact, you, you, you save roughly a month. And the thing is something different, especially for European people, before we were taking for us the taxes, the VAT, uh, it was part of the price. Then it was uh, uh, even less money for us. Yep. And the law changed in Europe, and we took also several months to apply these new laws, uh, which was not our benefit. And now, of course, if you have taxes, you have to pay these extra taxes like regular products. Then it's it looks like an increase of price, and we understand it has been felt that way, but it was not really. We just cut a discount, we remove a discount, and the taxes had to, to be applied. But, you know, uh, now if you are in the U.S., let's say in California, we should charge the Californian taxes, which is something I think ten percent. If you are it's in Japan, there. yeah, it's up there. Yeah, uh, in, in, let's say in Japan, you are in Japan. You purchase this slicer. We should we should also charge. Uh, this is also ten percent in Japan. We don't do that, but at some point it will arrive because legally speaking, we have to do it. Yeah, and, I, I, difficult. I think the thing is so many, so much of this community is used to getting everything for free, right? Free open source, free open source that they look at what's out there like well i can make this work good luck good luck here's the deal community people everyone listening to this podcast right now watching it on on youtube and and such one like and subscribe two understand that <laughs> good development costs money not only is there quite a few people in the leech slicer team they're actively hiring yeah we're gonna get into that in a bit <laughs> It's yes, it's not free. And yes, it's more money on top of your printer. Oh my God. It's like a liter of decent resin a year. And I promise you will spend more on dealing with crappy software if you don't go with it. And there is a free tier. So use the free tier and decide if you want to pay them some money. It's worth it. It's worth it. Seriously. And you just released another higher tier version, correct? That's got yes. better support. It's, it's got some other things. So what are the delineations between the software as of today? And today is uh, April 30th of 2022. It's also my father's birthday. So happy birthday, Dad. <laughs> happy birthday. <laughs> um, yeah, we, we have this three version mm -hmm. we have the free one sorry for the accent for me for saying three is a number and free uh, uh <laughs> not paying it's very difficult and i hope people understand that um the three version of the software um yes there is an advert an ad that is displayed before exporting or, or, or slicing but except that you have enough feature for someone starting 3d printing or just being a hobbyist this is of course there is some feature which are not available for because they are of course uh, uh, part of the pro version, but in fact, for a large part of user, this is way enough. Yep. And we don't uh, put feature, let's say, which will be really problematic away from this free version. In fact, you can do everything, and we have a lot of users who are very happy and stay with the free version, and it's fine with us. I mean, it's not it's not a problem with that. Then we have the pro version, which is more designed for users who are, let's say, uh, um, who want to have a better control of what they're doing. Let's say if you print on a daily basis, just 
pre-supported miniatures, models and design like that. And you don't want to tweak your model more than what is needed. The free version is enough. But if you want to have a better control of what you're doing because you have a better vision of uh, uh, your model or because you are creating yourself or you have specific needs or you want to know where you put your supports to have this post-process being easier because, okay, I want to put my support there because it's easier to cut or to send or whatever. Then yes, the pro version is better for you because we have more and more tools or even productivity tools. We recently added the batch tool. Yep. When you have multiple models, you put a bunch of, let's say, STL files. Automatically, it will just lifting them, finding the islands, following the models and, and, and all of that and saving that as a, a scene file. After you can put all your support and then being ready to export all of that as STL file because you want to, to release your model because you're, let's say you are a creator or a patron or something like that. Then we have this pro version, of course, without uh, advertising. We have the supports and all of that because the free version officially, the support is only through the community. Yep. The reality that uh, Alexander is dealing with a lot of people who have the free version as well. Um, and then, yes, we release this premium version, which is the same application. There is no difference. It's more, let's say, services. It's a more a higher priority support because we have people who are looking for a, a, a better, not a better support, but want to have a more reactive support because uh, right. they are in production or whatever. Um, we also provide for one user, this is very important to specify, more mm -hmm. activation of the software. One user is able to have four activation because we have more and more users who have a, 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 a laptop, uh, have a computer at home, one, let's say, in a workshop or two in the workshop, and they had to deal with activation, deactivation, and all of that. I specify this is for one user because, of course, we have users. Oh, I can share my license with other users. Like you want to share your Netflix subscription with friends and families and stuff like that. No, it's like Netflix. It's for one user, not multiple, let's say, users. Um, and uh, also, we will start very, very soon. We need to announce it now. We will do also some private live stream with premium subscription people uh, uh, to uh, just discuss with them, educating them to legislature, 3D printing, having a better uh, support. But this is only services. It's not right. new feature to the application. The pro will always have all the new features. Premium is only to have these extra services. That's why it's less users who have specific needs. In fact, it's more for most of the users are using the free and the pro version. Right. Yeah. And you know the the price is not all that much more. I mean, you're looking at five ninety nine a month versus nine ninety nine a month and yearly sixty five ninety nine or one oh nine ninety nine. So it, it is it it's a little bit less than double. Mm -hmm. However, it it's cheaper than Amazon Prime, and you're getting all of the the benefits of not only getting one of the best slicers out there for resin, but you're also getting premium support. And I'll tell you, it is the, it is the most active discord that I'm a part of, and I'm mm -hmm. a part of a few. Um, and I love it because there are some subject matter experts. There's like, there's one or two people that are the support people that are just members of the community that are there helping other members of the community. And I love that about what you guys have created. Your your Discord server is very open 
it is understanding. I think you guys do a good job policing it because I don't see a lot of hate come through there, which is which is always no. positive. Um, we don't really moderate. So I'm looking at something on the on the server, but we yeah. don't really moderate our community. This is. Uh, we almost never delete messages except in the self-promotion people doing promotion which are not really related to 3d printings or it's slicer but oh, it's so. it's we have a great community and we, you just said the price of the premium version and in fact we had some people who told us oh i just upgrade i mean subscribe to the uh, higher tier to this premium version just to support you yep and we have people say oh the free is enough for me but i just purchase I mean, subscribe to the pro version because I love your work. I, I love how you interact with us and we want to support us. And we are very, of course, we, we are very careful about our community, uh, but we really love our community. And I think our community is giving us back all of that, which is amazing. And we are very, very lucky. Right now, we are almost at 7,000 uh, people in our Discord. Boy, howdy. That's a, that's a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. And it's growing quite fast. Yeah, but I mean, it, it shows also the popularity of our software. Yeah. Uh, we, we, I can't give you numbers right now, but uh, we are speaking, of course, in hundreds of thousands of, uh, of, of users, and it's growing very, very, very fast. And before, yes, we had some competitors, and I think they still have more users than us. But yeah, when you provide the slicer in the USB stick of the 3D printer, it's easier to have more users. But I, I think, I feel, and what people say, they're coming to the software because they want to use the software, they want to have the control, they like the philosophy that we have, uh, and the software, which is great, and we work very hard to go in this direction. And also, they feel that we are users of the software. Like I, like I said before, I, I feel that I insist on that, but this is the reality. We print, we love printing, we love creativity, creativity we love doing things, and we do software because we want to do software like we want to use it like real users and i think people love that patrons creators love that we can discuss with them they can discuss with us i mean it's back and forth it's not okay we do a business we put this software there you can buy it and we don't care i mean right. we are to be honest someone like alex <clears throat> excuse me someone like oh. alexander is spending in fact too much time on discord i mean if i'm looking just straight at a CEO of the company looking at the money, the expenses, the tasks, and all of that. He spent way too much time in the community. He needs to be more productive in something else. But no, I mean, it's fine because what he's doing is helping the community, helping the user. It's a real benefit for the company. You live and, and die by the community. It's true. Yeah, exactly. And on top of that, it makes the community growing, having a better knowledge. This knowledge are sharing that with other people. That it makes this industry growing. We are a small part of that. And I hope will be a bigger part of other time. But this is really a way of thinking. We have, you know, this is really uh, this startup, startup nation stuff. We have these values, internal values to the company. The first one, our first value is human. Human for the team itself in the company, because we are humans and we want as much as possible to have our company feeling humans and just not regular employees. Julian but may also... not be a human. I'm, I'm, I'm the, the jury's <laughs> yeah, still out on that one. Yeah, exactly. But we, it, it's quite very important for us. But at the same time, our values is for us as a company, but also for our users. Mm -hmm. And human, because, yeah, we are I mean, doing something for people that we feel are humans, not, let's say, engineers and someone who need to understand so many things. We need, of course, not everything is perfect. But this is the way, of course, we are heading. And 
a lot of time in our discussion and meetings, we are going back to our own values to see, okay, are we still in these values? Uh, is it really a benefit for these users to, 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 to master better the 3D printing and all of that? Then it's really, it sounds very marketing thing, but it's really the way we are driving things in, in the company. I appreciate this about you guys, right? You are you are always trying to push for not just what is right for the company, but also what is right for you know the community. Um, it's what drew me to the slicer to begin with, right? Um, and I, I'm curious, right? And this is mildly self-serving, but I'm sure I'm not the only content creator watching this. What are some things that you wish were better, like pushed out there by content creators, right? So, oh, is there a feature that all of us have just missed or something that you wish that the community would know more about, but just simply doesn't? Mm. It's a good answer. <laughs> Question, yeah. Yeah. Uh, let me think. In fact, this community resin thing that we, we, we released recently, more and more people know about that. But still, a lot of people don't even know that they can find this profile in, in the software, which is the first step that you need to, to find. Of course, we need perhaps to refine the way you are finding that in the software. Perhaps it's too hidden in the software. But uh, uh, this type of feature is very important because like I said, this is the first step to go inside. Yeah, okay, Julian, okay. He uh, said the banana for scale. <laughs> I know that's in there. I delivered, I left it out of the video. I'll put it in the I, next I, one. I, I, I will speak about that later for the little story. And Julian was totally right on that. Um, but you know, this type of feature will is a benefit for someone starting or switching to another printer or brand, making things easier. But again, it's technical. But yeah, the, the banana for scale, for people who don't know Litchi Slicer, we have uh, in the export section of the slicer, uh, multiple options to view the Fuji models, the scene in multiple ways. And one of them is a scene where you have a, a mat uh, with gradations on that. You have a can, uh, a Litchi Cola can, uh, uh, some text that you can read on the back if you want, a pen and a banana for scale. And this feature was very important because when you do you prepare your model it's very difficult to know at which scale is your model is it yep. small or big and especially when you are a creator and sometimes you do something and when you put this is so small or this is too big or it's very difficult to have a sense of scale in a 3d environment on a 2d flat screen computer and and julian said ah we need to do banana for scale so what if and i say myself myself what is this crap why it's, Don't the, think it's so. the internet <laughs> it's a, it's a yeah. thing exactly and in fact i was not aware how much banana for scale was this popular yeah. and julian start to do something and then we refine all together and say okay let's do that this is funny let's do that because sometimes we, we do some joke even in our announcement i think at some point i put a, a, a batman mode in the new feature list and <laughs> It's nothing. It doesn't exist in the software. But we like to joke. I mean, we, come on. We have to be funny sometimes. Yeah. And, and in fact, this feature has been so well received by the community and users. And a lot of people still don't know about that. But a lot of people, we, we see screenshots of people, just screenshot of the scene and the banana for scale. And, and yeah, we put some joke in this scene. And, uh, and yeah, it's a, it's a hidden feature, but it really helps to, to understand. And now, also another thing is, 
now printers are so big, like the Mega 8K, that we have display issues in the banana for scale because of the clipping of the 3D camera <laughs> that we need to fix all of that. Then, uh, yeah, it's uh, I, I, I remember the last video that I did uh, uh, with, with Lee Chi, and I could not for the life of me find, I'm like, I know it's in here. I could not find where to render it. So I made a note in the video for the editor. I said, just take the video and rotate it 180 degrees for me <laughs> right here. And he made, he made a whole joke about it. And I got roasted in the comments. <laughs> it's right there. You're blind. Come on. I'm like, all right, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. Even our editor's like, dude, it's right. It, the button's right there. I can see it while I'm editing. Um, yeah, it, it, but, I looked at it and said, "Yep, that'll be it. the the next time we use uh, we we use it in a video. We're gonna do it." But in, you know about returning and thing like that. Uh, mm -hmm. This three uh, D printer simulator, which is of course different than Banana for Scale. Yeah. This is a feature we added because this feature does nothing except showing you the scene. In a virtual 3D printer, but like you would print that. Because so many times people, even myself, at some time, I said, uh, if I do how it will appear like that, you're turning your head. And uh, this system helps you. And I also am doing a, a lot of resin labs on, on my free time, also for uh, uh, Mongo 3D marketing stuff. Yep. Uh, I did that since a while, in fact, and I've been very happy to see that uh, uh, Uncle Jesse released this resin lab because it's not that easy and finding the hardware and, and, and all of that. And if you put a slider on top of that, it's a nightmare. Uh, and I saw the, that video you guys did where you had, a, the, the, I think the slider was on a circle of some sort. No, 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 it's arc. a line. It's it a line. Okay. It's a line. God, it looks so good. And that reminds me that my camera is 16 years old and doesn't have that feature can't yeah. do it it doesn't work with resin laps um but one day we will do those and i have a slider to do that kind of work with and i'm like oh i want to do this so bad because i saw the one that you guys did it was mm. so good it was so good. yeah and um and just doing for doing resin laps just to have the simulator and see how your model will look inside of the printer is the orientation because sometimes it's better just to flip just 100, uh, 180 degrees yep. because it looks better for the cameras yep. and where you will do the focus. Just something like that is very convenient. It's a kind of gadget, but when you have specific needs, you are very happy to have something like that. Then, yeah, and of course, we have a lot of uh, um, features like when you do supports, uh, uh, people doing manual supports, we have a lot of features which are only accessible through hotkeys. Uh, using the Alt key or Control and Alt key or Alt and Shift key, like the continuity mode, yep. a lot of things. And, and we are uh, um, lacking of hands right now just to, to build the, the content to explain people we did a video better. On yeah. Specifically on the, on the, the custom supports, because it takes a long time. I still haven't gotten fast at it. Still haven't gotten fast at it. But it, it reduces, like it, it cut my support usage by 80%. Mm. And I'm still able to support everything that's needed and little tiny islands that I don't want to have a big, you know, dot at. We can use a mini support. It's great. Yeah. But it, uh, in fact, uh, I anticipated this question. Uh, if you don't mind, if you want to see my screen, if you can share my screen, because I have a very specific question, uh, sorry, comment about islands. And I don't know if it will help people because I, I have uh, just before switching, sorry, to the camera. Um, I don't know if you will see that. Uh, okay, 
can you do the focus? Let's get it to focus. Uh, there it is. Yeah, like that. This is a part. Perhaps you saw this monkey uh, smoking a pipe, and yeah. Uh, yeah, and this is a part of it. Mm -hmm. And it's a great design by uh, Martin Verleven, which is a great Belgian artist, <laughs> and uh, it's a lot of islands everywhere, really. And I print that. I print that on the mini 8K at 25 microns for the uh, vertical resolution. And as a rem reminder, the horizontal resolution is 22 microns. Then this is roughly 25 microns voxels. Then it's very, very small. Gosh. And okay, let me share my screen right now, sure. if I can. Okay, let me know if you see my screen. Yep, we got it. Okay, and you see this model, mm. uh, which has a lot of islands. It has roughly 558 uh, <laughs> islands. It's only a and few, you, it's fine. Yeah, <laughs> and if you look on the back, this is all the islands that you have. Right. This is quite a lot. Do you imagine yourself uh, adding all these supports, these mini supports everywhere? No, I would and, simply say I'm not printing this part and move on. <laughs> Give in up. fact, you you can, pr you can I, I print this model exactly like that. This is the final model. I didn't support all these islands. The thing is, a lot of people say, oh, there is an island. I must support this island. And if you look at the clipping bar, let's say I'm going at, uh, okay, this way. Sorry, this computer is not powerful at all. And perhaps it will lag a little bit. Uh, you see, I have all these islands. And if I move up and down my clipping bar, you see, I have this island, and then you have there, you see, yeah. all these small islands which are which appears and which need to be supported. And after, in fact, let me just go back. Let me just look at my cursor there. Mm -hmm. Then this island supports uh, start here. One layer, two layers, three, four. And at the fifth layer, it connects to the model. Five layers at 25 microns. Stuff. It's a hundred and twenty-five microns thickness before it connects. Whatever the support that you will put on that, the tip would be anyway bigger than the island itself. Yep. And when you print that, and in fact, we 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 try to release an article about that, showing before and after, explaining something like that. Mm -hmm. you, you see, but when I'm speaking about education, because when you compare uh, um, uh, the print with sorry uh, it's very small on the camera right now but I, I did both of them you don't see with your neck eyes the difference when you put support because i did this model with all the supports right you don't see the difference with and without you only see the difference is where you put supports because you have little bit of bumps of uh, of course the tip that left uh, uh some artifacts some some uh, uh, um uh, how can i say that uh, when you remove the support, yes. even if you clean that perfectly, you still have some small marks. Exactly. And in fact, the model without the support looks better than the one when you put support. And so many times I see models which are supported. I will just uh, um, stop uh, sharing my screen. Uh, you don't need uh, um, to support all the islands. And you see, it's not a feature in slicer, or perhaps we need to add a feature to say, oh, this one, okay, if you want to support this island, you can do it, but perhaps it's not a good idea to support this one. And I see sometimes people doing so many supports, in fact, for nothing, because at the end, it's not visible, because you don't have also a sense 
of the scale. Because you see, I counted, I did the count of how many layers, five layers by 25 microns. It's nothing. It's nothing. It's, it's not going to matter. It exactly. will not matter. I, yeah, I, I, I have a problem sometimes with the, uh, with the islands because, yep, <laughs> yep, I, I, I'm neurotic. Um, but then sometimes like, all right, this one's going to suck. I'll finish it in UV tools and then I'll, I'll open it in UV tools. I'll find the island. Then I'll just draw pixels to connect it to the, yeah. to the base. But You're not going to see it anyways. Exactly. But for a model like that, you can do that, but you will spend hours hours yep. in, in UV tools because yeah, you want to fix that, but there is no need in fact. And by the way, you mentioned multiple type UV tools. Thiago, the guy behind that, is doing an amazing job. UV yep. tools, that's why we have this direct connection with the software after you slice. It's an amazing tool. This guy is amazing. And it's really, a lot of people multiple times ask us, why you don't add something like that in Litchi Slicer like you have in UV tools? Why you don't add this feature to clean or stuff? He's we got... don't want to do that because it's already a great software. It's better to have people using UV tools and supporting the development at some point. Then, My yeah. only complaint, about UV tools, and it's a dumb complaint. They update it so freaking often <laughs> that every single time I open it, I have to close it because I have to download a freaking update. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, that's a first world problem level of complaint. Uh, mm. But gosh, it has gotten, it, the, it's UI changed. Uh, maybe I would say three or four iterations ago, but that was last week. So it could be 15 iterations ago by yeah. now. Um, and I think it got a lot better. Um, mm. and, and I, I kind of agree with the community. like, why don't you do it yourself? But I also see the crazy value in not having to support all of that crap. And now that's shadows problem mm. and not yours. Um, I, I think there's a lot of value in that, um, because mm -hmm. I know previously the model fixing was kind of broken. You had to somehow put it in with Microsoft and 3d builder, and now it's all internal again, right? Cause mine yeah. just started working again with the latest 3.7 update. Uh, no, and I was it was 3.6. Okay. Uh, yeah. That was a huge work to for this. Was yeah, really? because, yeah, it's not an easy development. In fact, uh, well, if you have a cube and you have a vertex which is not welded, it's fine. <laughs> but when you have now models coming, let's say, from ZBrush, which has been decimated and, and, and whatever, brain operation and, and all this mess, uh, which sometimes are uh, have a lot of polygons, fixing some model is very, very challenging. Yeah. And uh, when you see that even software like NetFab, which is really a specialized software in that, doing a very fantastic job, is not even able to fix the model, uh, that's challenging. And they spend years on that. Mm -hmm. um, yes, at the beginning, we relied, in fact, on NetFab online, yep. uh, which, uh, which is a product from Autodesk. And uh, one day, they decided to just shut down the service because the entry in, in, um, um, merged, I would say, in fact, uh, 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 the fixing tools in Fusion 360. Then you can still fix, you can download Fusion 360 for free. You have the, the starter license, which is free, and you yep. can fix your model, but you need to know, et cetera, et cetera. But for us, it was a problem because we, we, we stopped, of course, uh, one day, I mean, one day it was working fine, the next day, <laughs> no tools anymore, no way to fix things, the problem. And 
a lot of models are broken for 3D printing, a lot, a lot, a lot. And for resin printing, our process is really pixel-based uh, in terms of technical aspects. The mm -hmm. pipeline inside of Richie Slicer is from the beginning to the end based on pixels. Um, other slicers uh, mainly are doing a kind of vectorization, like in Illustrator or, or stuff like that. Yep. They are doing an outline in vectors, which is mathematical. Uh, uh, um, uh, it's just curves and, and things like that. The problem is you are losing accuracy because you are exactly. converting. If you want to do conversion from Photoshop to Illustrator or Pixel to Vector, you are losing a little bit of accuracy. And then at the end, when you switch back from this vector to pixel that you want to have your printer uh, printing, you are converting again from vectors to pixel and you can use also a little bit of accuracy at that time. Then this is a difference also with Slicer that we are very, very accurate uh, in terms of technology inside pixels and all of that. But all of that, uh, uh, I forgot what I wanted to say. <laughs> I switched to, to speaking Without about that. Going after story. the cleaning. The, the yeah, and, and, yeah. And, and, and of course, there is more and more uh, 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 models which are very, very complex. And, and because of this pipeline, we need to have very clean models in terms of structure. If there is some small holes, it can be a problem. And sometimes people think, oh, I don't understand why my model have way more supports than I design. Why? Because our model have a lot of small That's holes. Fun. And for the software, this is an opening. And the software trying to, to continue printing, uh, creating like it's not closed and, and create this type of shape which go down. And a lot of people are doing user errors because our model, even if they are in red in the software, we have flags saying, oh, your model has errors. People still print and they have issues. Then we had to do a new development from scratch, fixing the models, uh, which has been very challenging, which took way more time than we've been expecting to do. And yeah, now it's working fine. And if some models can be fixed, it's because the model has real issues. And at some point, it's not anymore a slicer problem. It's more a design problem. Right. Difficult to tell to people, to be honest. But if we can't fix that, you need to use very specific software to fix like NetFab, like I said. But uh, yeah, most of the time, our tools is, is way enough. But it's been, yeah, quite I problematic. I still have my old installation of NetFab, like proper old, and it still works. <laughs> yeah, but you have to know that NetFab, you can download the trial version of NetFab Premium, Ultimate, whatever the version, which is very expensive. And at the end of the trial period, it still works to import your STL, fixing them, and exporting them. You are losing some fixing features, but you are you can still use NetFab as a standard application to fix your STL. I'm That's still using some time also NetFab on my end. I, I don't have too much experience with it. I've you know been in this industry a while, but ZBrush is one of those programs that uh, I looked at it. It took me like 15 minutes to find file, because for those that don't know, uh, ZBrush in all of their great UI and UX have decided that the menus are going to be in alphabetical order. So it is not file in the top right, it's alpha. And file is somewhere in the middle because uh, because they can. And uh, it's, uh, yeah, it, it, it's different <laughs> to say the least. Uh, Pixel Logic, of course, sold um, to a different company. So now ZBrush is under, Maxon. it's a different company now, I believe. Maxon. 
Maxon, yeah. right? Something like that. Maxon, yes, are the developers of Cinema 4D, which is a 3D uh, application suite, a competitor to Maya, uh, 3D Studio Max, Blender, uh, and so on. They have uh, also um, a rendering engine and, and other tools. And yes, it just acquires the, uh, uh, all the assets of Pixelogic and ZBrush and the team. Be curious to see how ZBrush does moving forward with a completely different uh, management. But, you know, that's kind of the way that it goes. Yeah. <laughs> we had mentioned a couple of times previously that, you know, uh, Mango 3D is hiring. What are you all looking for in a future staff member? Because maybe they're watching this. It is not the first time that this podcast would have potentially gotten somebody a job. So I, I'd be curious to know what you're looking for. Yeah, we are looking at totally different, let's say, uh, positions. Mm -hmm. uh, I have to say that it's to work in France. <laughs> and okay. if there is some French people, uh, obviously in the future, we, we, we will uh, expand in other countries and probably in the US because a big part of our market is in the US. Uh, but for now, it's, uh, of course, we have to position for, for developers, a 3D developer. Uh, really working on algorithm, uh, managing, I mean, being able to, to swim in polygons and, and, and all of that. Uh, we have a developer which is more a front uh, developer uh, to do integration for a lot of things for UI, for design and, and for project I can't speak about. I'm sorry about that. Um, uh, and then uh, we are looking for a, a marketing position, committee management and all of that because we, we need to be, like I said, more and more uh, uh, in contact with the community. And also like, you know, there is community, we have our own community of Facebook groups and social medias, but there is so many Facebook groups about uh, 3D printing, people are speaking about Litchi Slicer, I think that we need to have more and more people. And of course we need to do more and more marketing, obviously. And the last one is more an office manager position just to help me because uh, I need to find more time to do product development, not a developer, but features design and all of that working with alexander and all of that and doing less let's say administrative stuff because it takes me so much time and i prefer doing product development and marketing than doing just any stuff and uh, yeah it's uh, four position uh, right now and obviously before the end of the year we may open more position also many in development then yeah we are growing company uh we are more and more because we have very nice projects in the future. And uh, yeah, we and also the success of, of uh, Litchi make that, uh, okay, we need more hands because yeah, we have more things to do. <laughs> there's really, there's nothing wrong with that. I think that there's a lot of benefit into saying we have a roadmap that is going to require us to get more people, yeah. right? That is, that's good because I would hope you guys are growing. I mean, I'm seeing the, resin 3d printing industry quite frankly explode in popularity and uh, i'm hoping that, that is seeing similar movements for you guys in terms of subscriptions free and paid but you know my, my hope of course is uh to do paid is there an option if people wanted to just do a one-time donation to you guys for support is that something that's available <laughs> no but multiple time people ask us do we have this option the thing is, yeah, it could be fun. Perhaps it would be something like a dollar for a coffee or something like that. Uh, but yeah, I mean, as a company, it's weird that, okay, you can do donation to a company. We, it's, it's difficult, in fact, to accept something like that as, as a company. Um, could we put donations toward Julian's laser fund? 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, it's it's not a, mo- a matter of money because we have a budget for things like that. In fact, in our in in our expenses, we have a budget for for, for these type of things. Right. Because yeah, we need to to buy creative stuff and and all of that. And, um, but no, for, for us, the most important, I would say, is having people using our software. And, and of, obviously, if they can subscribe, because this is our, main, our only stream of revenue, uh, to, to, to be transparent with that. Right. Um, because yeah, we need to pay, to, to pay the salaries and, 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 like I said, the bill at the beginning. Uh, this is the reality of business. Uh, unfortunately, people, and I understand that. People say, ah, I prefer to buy a one-time license. I understand, but... Uh, before software, we are doing upgrades, let's say once a year. Uh, at so, some before we, we it happened that we released four versions in a month and with significant quite significative new improvement or features and things like that. And we really don't want to stop. And for us, having you know this stream of revenue as a subscription, making us able to release when we want a new version, a new feature, whatever, to small or a big features and things like that. Then, mm-hmm. yeah, having a, a, a way to support the team in other way would be great just for um, the moral, uh, no, sorry, uh, um, I don't Motivation. say that. Sorry? I, I, morale, that's morale. I think that, that yeah, seems so, right to me. Yeah, just, just to, 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 to making the team happy. Okay, we recognize uh, that you're doing a great job. Okay, buy a coffee, buy a beer or, or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we can do something like that, but yeah, it's uh, and very frankly, the, the thing is, I don't know in uh, in a type of uh, sorry, um, in uh, an, an accounting point of view, I don't know how to deal with that. <laughs> My accountant will say, uh, "What is it? It's a donation, yeah, but you are a company, yeah, but it's just to buy a beer." <laughs> it's uh, anyway. I I, I understand. <laughs> I, I get it. I definitely get it. Um, yeah, I, I've loved what you guys have been doing. Um, now I do my best to keep up w- with the discord, but gosh, there are some nights where I'll wake up in the morning. There's like, Oh, there's 300 new messages. I'm like, I am <laughs> not going to realistically read all of these. So we're just going to mark as red, scroll to the bottom and just kind of pick up from there. But <laughs> yeah. That, that proves to me that there's so much coming out of the community. I love that you guys do, uh, the, I'm going to put quotes over private beta because it's private to the discord server, but the discord server is public. Public. Yeah. Uh, you know, where, where you are somewhat able to control kind of who gets it and the feedback that comes from it. Is there anything coming up, maybe a big release or something that, that you guys could talk about, maybe hint a little bit here or nothing you want to hint about? Uh, here? I, I can say that uh, we are working on something big, very big, which will be, a, which is which is very important for us. Unfortunately, I can't tell you that for multiple reasons. First, competition obviously uh the second one is um we want to be sure to be ready when it will be ready uh obviously we will do uh perhaps beta version like we did before because we having the feedback of the community like i said is always great then it's great having them being part of the development by itself um but uh okay we will release that soon uh before the summer Obviously, hopefully, sorry, obviously, hopefully. Uh, but yeah, we don't really know. Perhaps something can come in. You know, it's 
development is like that because business can be like that like i said before uh, uh, a new product or whatever then um yeah we we hope we will have a very good feedback on that and we have another project more for the end of the year which is even bigger um yeah we it is very difficult for us to to stop then it's a uh, uh, it's a lot of project and uh, like I said at the beginning yeah we are night owls because yeah just uh, working hours are way not enough to do what we have to do and uh, and yes we need to have more people but like I said we need to pay these people then uh, yeah it's, it's always a uh, like I said jungling with multiple things at the same time which is I have to say uh, uh, amazing at the same time we are working in something we love with people who love what we are doing in a crazy uh, uh, industry where you can build things which can come from your head you can print that and you manipulate that i mean this is amazing this is amazing and uh, and we sort of potential to having more and more people coming in in this industry and doing new stuff we see that every day there are people discovering 3d printing then yeah we want to be part on that and at the end what we want to do is to rule the world nothing else <laughs> that's a that's a I very won't. uh easy to hit target best of luck to yeah. you um you know i i am i guess i'm curious to how can the community help you guys get more users how, how can we as the users as the community help you do what you do better, right? Is there something you wish the community would do to help you? I I, I don't know. I, I, I'm I sure one of it is, you know, don't always complain about things. Tell us when we're doing things right. That might be useful every now and then. But is there anything more that the community could tell you that would assist in what you're doing? Mm, uh, tag us on social media. More social we, media. We need to grow on social media like Instagram, TikTok. We need to start on TikTok, but we need someone to manage uh, this. But uh, already tagging us on, on social media, share your projects, and uh, mm. it's it's already already big and and share with other people uh, around you and uh, spreading the love for for the so. So, so, so it, it goes in the same direction as Alexandre just said that yeah, people showing what they are doing with which is slicer is uh indirect let's say advertising of course for the software um right now we uh the thing that we see way too often is people oh if i if i knew which slicer was existing before i would have jumped before in the software a lot of people don't even know about which slicer of course this is our job on a marketing point of view to do more content and and, and do more advertising right. but the best advertising is when people share what they are doing is saying, this is the best thing. I mean, okay, this is my slicer. This is the one I use. This is why you want to use it. This is the best thing because when we see people explaining to others, okay, you need to use that because it's working like that and it's a benefit or whatever, this is the best motivation or one of the best motivation because, okay, we are doing a job that people really like that and they can help other people. Like we said, we want to have this, this business growing more and more people making discover them. So, so, so the best help is having people helping other people about our software and making that more visible. And, and even speaking about, okay, buy a subscription. No, no, just the free version is way enough for, for us to see, okay, this is a great help. And of course, like uh, Alexandre said, just showing their print. We are very happy to see when people are doing printing, but also when people are not happy with something. Yep. We understand that people can complain about something. We are not perfect. Uh, we try to be perfect, but quite difficult um but when people say hey something is wrong 
Ranting is fine, but like I said, uh, most of the time, be justify, be constructive, explain why you have a problem. Just, oh, this is shit. I know that sometimes you fail to print. Okay, but is it our software? Is it a user error? This is something different. This it's is a bug. a user error. <laughs> yeah, but okay, sometimes we have bugs. Come on. <laughs> Your mono <laughs> screen does not need eight seconds of exposure. I'm looking yeah. at you, Elagoo, because you put that shit on the bottles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, also something different, which uh, we have solutions to fix user errors after is it our priority or not, because it can take time to define better UX or UI and anything like that. As an example, now we have a warning when people enter uh, um, 0.25 microns and not millimeters or something. Just doing a, a, a Hey, an are error you sure you want to do this? This going to take a while. <laughs> exactly. But you say people, I don't understand. My print is taking 40 hours to print something like that. Yeah, but even we put warning, it's in red. People don't even read. And, and that's a problem because like everyone now, we are used to scroll your cell phone on social media. You want to be to, to go as fast as possible. Then, yeah, something to help us is to read when we put error messages or information <laughs> and, and things like that. Uh, so this is a joke because even ourselves, sometimes we go fast on something and we don't read. I mean, if this is, again, human. <laughs> yep, yep. And we understand that. And, you know, guys, I, I, I love what you're doing. I do. I think that what you're doing is is crazy awesome. It has enabled my business to start offering resin where I can confidently say it's got like a 90% success rate because the other 10% is because something stupid happened, right? It's never the software. It's always me. It's always, you know, the resin. I forgot to mix the resin and the printer's been yeah. sitting for three weeks. <laughs> that's a, that's <laughs> my fault, not your fault. Um, and, and I love seeing everything come down the pipe and I'm excited and thank you all so much for taking time to, to hang out here. Um, is there anything that you want to, that you want to close out off with any pieces of advice, anything like that? Uh, on my end is enjoy 3d printing. Uh, this is a fantastic, like I said, industry and things to do. And, um, I think it's not worth just being unhappy about the print which failed, understand why it failed, grow with this industry. And I think uh, it will be a benefit for someone doing this type of effort. And uh, it's not related to the business. I'm really speaking as myself, as a user. Yeah. Now we are very lucky to have so many communities, so many Facebook groups, YouTubers, people like you doing, explaining things, sharing all of that. And uh, 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 by the way, subscribe to the channel, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> uh, and and yeah, it's it's uh, uh, some people it's a business, but a lot of people this is just a hobby, and this is important as a hobby to enjoy what you are doing. And yeah. we really hope that will help people to enjoy even better the hobby over the time with things which are easier to do, faster to do, because we know that preparing a model is boring, annoying. What people want to do is to assemble, painting, and and or just doing business, and and we really want to work on that. But don't forget that, okay, there is so many crap around the world right now and people yep. think like that. And, okay, enjoy, enjoy, enjoy. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Thank you guys again so much for your time. Um, uh, thanks to you too. Yeah. I my, my regular outro will do it here is stay safe out there. Don't forget to call your loved ones. And as always, yeah. keep making awesome. And use lychee slicer, damn it. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
<laughs> <Thanks>. <laughs> Season two, episode 34. Thank you. We'll see you guys later. Take care.